This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, 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 it's our Lifestyle Podcast episode 309, it's ODB, and we're coming at you here from the Custom Car Show Productions compound. We want to thank CCSP, Custom Car Show Productions, for the continued support. Their flagship event every June in Biloxi last weekend, typically towards the end of June. Next year is the 21st anniversary. We hope that you guys will come out and join us in Biloxi in June. Also, there are two other events, Bayou Showdown, the weekend before Thanksgiving in Slidell, Louisiana. And then, of course, late March, you have Orange Beach Invasion. That's down in Orange Beach, Alabama. Arguably the best venue in the country for a car-slash-truck show. Come on out. I believe the premium spots are sold out, but you can still register and uh, come on down. That show, of course, is in conjunction with Robbie from Keg Media. So, episode 309, I can't believe it's another week and... Mickey Mike the mayor is still a wall. I, I, you know, I did get a smoke signal from someone that said that he was okay from the hurricane, which was good. But I do believe, you know, we're on the verge of a dishonorable discharge. You know what I mean for leaving his post. We are trying to rekindle things and kind of get back to where we were. But I don't know, man. I don't know if it's going to happen. Haven't heard much from him. Must still be gallivanting around. We'll have to track them down. Now, if you're a new listener, we certainly appreciate you guys coming on board. Make sure you hit follow and or subscribe however you're listening to this podcast. And check us out on YouTube, dropping new content. I'll talk about some a little bit later in this episode that I recently dropped. Again, episode 309. And this one's going to be cool. We've got Mark Zitzer on. And Mark is a good dude. I met him at shows. Hardcore mini trucker. The audio is in the can, so to speak, and uh, it came out really good. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. A guy that's got good ties to the late or mid-90s with mini trucks, uh, hardcore mini trucker, been working on a truck a long time, and he's got other stuff, and uh, we just talk about a lot. So good dude, stick with me. You may not know the name, but you will, of course, after uh, you listen to the audio. That's going to be our, our key guest for this week. Episode 309 overview is brought to you by our family at Hamburg Weekend Wear. We always talk about featuring real builds. Well, you can check those out. H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com. You can purchase the shirts, banners, stickers, the combos, the hammered flannels, shorts, hats, accessories, you name it. Hamburg Weekend Wear. That's H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com. So the general updates, really, I want to piggyback off last week. You guys know I kept last week. I said I was going to keep it short. It wasn't like too, too short, but it was shorter than our normal segment with Mike and I. With the general updates, I did mention how I went out to California IA, and it was really an epic trip. Of course, coming back and then having the storm bearing down, I just wanted to let everyone know out there that many of you checked in, I'm sure on your friend's family. You know, the people on the scene that you know, and I certainly appreciate it. I'm not the best on on, on jumping on Messenger, and I may have missed some messages. So if so, I apologize. But certainly, I do see them. And uh, we thank everyone, uh, even though Mike's AWOL. 
we, on behalf of Mike and I, we do thank everyone for checking in. Uh, there's a lot of good people down here, and of course, with that storm, Ian, it did take the turn. I mean, Tampa, it's now been 101 years since they had a direct hit, and uh, this one certainly seemed like it was going to be the big one, and that it was. I mean, it was a huge storm. For whatever reason, it turned a little bit, and it st- uh, stood on the original forecast, I think, and it actually made landfall almost in the same spot as Hurricane Charlie, which I think was 04. So crazy stuff. I mean, if you've seen, you know, I don't know how much you're on social media, but I mean, if you've seen any of the photos and drone footage from down south and Arcadia and these different uh, islands and things, dude, I mean, it is it just devastated. So it's a really tough thing. I just wanted to, again, thank everyone for checking in with us. And, you know, of course, your friends and family down south, I heard Mike was okay. And I did see video from Naples, people that were towards the coast. And I mean, dude, you're talking, you know, the Florida Building Code, when you're in certain flood zones, you have to build, you know, a certain standard. If you ever go to the beach down here, you can tell the old houses versus the new, the old brick houses from the 40s, 50s, 60s, and so on. You know, they're on the ground. All the other ones are built up. And you sometimes scratch your head going, well, why is all these houses, you know, basically kind of like on stilts, right, is the way it looks? Well, it's because when that storm, you know, when a storm comes in and that flood water, dude, stuff is is torn uh, to pieces. And, again, I had a buddy, Bill, Bill Moss. He had sent me a, a video from one of his friends that lives coastal in Naples. And I'm telling you, you know, you open that door and you kind of go down your stairs, which is that first floor where everyone parks, and, you know, between a Land Rover and just all these cars that they had parked in there, I mean, it was just all up to um, up to the, the side glass of, of a Land Rover. I mean, that's high, that's high, you know, water, you know, in terms of the, uh, the storm surge. So, again, the last thing that's on my mind is, is, is cars and trucks and things like that during a situation. Um, it's always, first and foremost, family getting out of there, being safe. So, again, I wanted to, you know, say hey to any of the listeners that were impacted. You know, we're, we're here in any way if we can try to help. And, um, you know, some people have given to Red Cross and different things and whatnot. That all helps as well. But uh, certainly that was uh, one of the key updates. Now, when I came back, I had mentioned I – I can't remember because it was like coming back that Monday. I got back late because the flight was diverted – from Tampa to Orlando because the guy was about to land and he wasn't feeling it. it. Just was like, hey, the headwinds or something. I mean, I could feel it rocking some. So they diverted to Orlando. I've never flown, I don't think, from Tampa to Orlando or vice versa. It was only a 20-minute flight. They refueled and then they waited a little while and then they came back in the clear and then we landed fine. So what I ended up doing, I had that Tuesday off already scheduled just knowing coming back from California, IA, one, I was potentially going to be exhausted, which I wasn't too tired. Uh, number two, it was like, hey, if anything happened, you know, from a, you know, a flight delay perspective, you know, I didn't want to, you know, get home at midnight and then have to work, you know, at six, seven in the morning. So I had Tuesday off and I was going to help mom Duke. So when I got back uh, Monday, I, I said to myself, hey, you know, I need to sit down and hammer this episode out because that Tuesday we were running around crazy, cleaning the yard up of any loose debris, helping my mom, getting some sandbags, you know, doing some of those things. So I recorded audio early on Tuesday to knock that bad boy out. Of course, I got to stitch it together, clean it, clean it up and whatnot. And um, so I may have forgot some stuff. 
So I wanted to cover a couple things. So number one, I really appreciate Ruben Arteaga, the Buka, and Jacob. Uh, they came and hung out at the Raddies event, and that was that Sunday event in Newport Beach, which I think is Balboa Island is what someone had explained. But Ruben was on a cruise, not a car cruise, but a, a ship cruise for about a week, and he came back you know, midday Saturday and had to kind of uh, de-embark and do all that stuff. So you know, he was kind of tied up that day, which we kind of knew, and then I was by the time he got back, I was way down off PCH over at Rusty's place. Everybody was partying, doing the thing up. So Ruben goes, yo, Jay, I'm going to come through on Sunday. Cool. And uh, so not only did Ruben come through, Jacob came through as well, his son. And earlier in the day, Chris uh, from C&S Metalworks. Uh, so they came through. So Ruben's uh, working there with Chris, of course. You guys know that. And, uh, you know, it was cool to see Chris come through. I got a chance to see his shop. The... Um, during God, what day was it? So that that was Friday. I think I woke up and I gallivanted out of Riverside after I hung out with Jeff a little bit at Devious. And when I went by Chris's, it was really cool to see his Tahoe and and the the vehicles there and some of that. And, and I may have mentioned it last week, but um, I want to give a huge shout out to Chris. And and I've said this before, but I mean, if you need air suspension parts or AccuAir, or um, Universal Air. You know, he's got a good, great relationship with these different companies. You can go to cs-metalworks with an S, cs-metalworks.com. You can hit up CS Metalworks on Instagram or Facebook as well. Send them a DM. Chris said it goes down in the DM. Uh, hit him up. Uh, he's a great guy. I mean, some of the projects there, I'm going to hopefully do a quick short video of some of the photos I took there. It was really cool, and you know, Chris is a good dude. I've seen some amazing builds, and you'll remember Chris and Ruben and, and, and Ludacris uh, powder coating, and those guys kind of came together last year for the ice cream truck that was at SEMA, and um, man, it was awesome. It was supposed to be, I want to say this right, in the Luxor wire wheels booth, and then I think Luxor had, had pulled out, and uh, that didn't end up happening, but they still were staged at SEMA, which was awesome, and uh, that's just one of the coolest builds in my opinion to come out of any shop in the last while because those little ice cream trucks are sick and the theme of it just amazing we talked about that last year when we were at SEMA but you know again I wanted to thank Ruben and Jacob for coming through it was really cool to see them also on Saturday what which was cool when we were at cruising for a cure man I tell you what I've been to a lot of car shows and I forget if I mentioned this that cruising for a cure and really, the car culture in general in California is insane, okay? When we got back to, by the time we dropped my rental car off that Friday, and I, I had asked Rusty, I said, yo, man, I got to drop my rental really Friday night because Saturday we're going to be tied up. He goes, yo, no big deal. So we leave the hotel, I don't know, 11, 11.30, and we go to Gallivant over to John Wayne Airport. And, you know, there's traffic even at night there. You know, there's lanes shut down, all that crap. But we end up taking the car back. Then we're hungry. We go to In-N-Out Burger. And I feel like I just shared this story last week. But um, what ended up happening was we go to In-N-Out Burger. We stuff our, our bellies with all the, the poison, as I call it, man, all the grease. I love it. And what ends up happening is by the time we get back, we're looking at like it's like one it's like 1 o'clock in the morning, okay? So for those scoring at home, <laughs> I'd like to get a little bit of sleep, right? 
everybody's, you know, some of these guys are like, team no sleep and whatnot. I'm like, yo, man, I need a little bit of sleep, okay? Because I'm going to be, when I'm awake, I'm running hard 100 miles an hour. So by the time we got back, I mean, it's like 1 o'clock, he's dropping us off, and he goes, yo, we're going to be here at 4. I'm like, 4 in the morning, right? So he, he ended up saying, hey, we're going to get here between 4 and 4.30. They did. They got up. I mean, he probably got like an hour of sleep by the time he drove home. But uh, we got up, and that morning when we peeled out of Huntington Beach Hotel, which was about 4.30 a.m., we got to OC Fair, which is where Kirsten for a Cure is. And that event, how they had it staged for people coming in and the cones and the staff, I mean, it's literally pitch dark out. And everybody lines up. You know, everybody wants to get there early to get their spots. One of, if not the most well-organized event I've ever been to. And I was just a passenger in one of the cars, you know. By the time we got there, everybody kind of had lined up. We all got out of the cars. We talked for a few minutes until they let us in. And then when we were laying out the cars and parking them, dude, I mean, it was like literally uh, the sun wasn't even coming up, which was sick. But it was cool to get there. You know, they had... um this crew, man, the Raddies, you know, they, they, they basically took and they had all the coolers full of drinks and sandwiches and everything. So, you know, we all get there and we're hungry and then we're basically eating lunch at like, you know, six, seven, thir- six, seven in the morning, which my time, <laughs> you know, <laughs> out East is, you know, like normal time to maybe have, you know, lunch. But uh, so that was really cool that they did that. And then we had a really good spot. I got some GoPro footage. I haven't went thro- uh, through it. Uh, did some kind of hyperlapse and some stuff like that of everybody cruising in. Hoping it came out okay uh, to maybe put together a little video for YouTube. But I say all that because it was so enormous. I really didn't walk around. We had a great spot. And with Cruising for a Cure, they have a whole cruise lane in there, almost like Lone Star Throwdown, right? Lone Star Throwdown, biggest, baddest truck show in the country, in my opinion. That event, you know, you can do that cruise, that whole loop, I call it. Cruiser for a Cure, they had the same thing. You know, this big perimeter uh, cruise deal pretty much right through the show. So, I mean, we plopped down in our chairs and, you know, had our phones out. You guys saw some of the reels I did. I got to see Steel Flame with the newer owner from RA, some of the other RA guys. So that was pretty cool. I did also see Juan Trevino, so I wanted to give him a shout-out. I was talking with him briefly with his wife, and then Juan goes, yo, check it out. Look who that is. And I turned around, and I'm like, it was the back of a dude, and I'm like, "Uh, who is it? And he goes, dude, that's John Gilbert. And I go, damn, it is. So we went over, and we talked to John Gilbert. You'll remember possibly his name from Tailgate and then, of course, his lineage back to Easy Rider. But, uh, of course, I recalled some stories with him when when, – uh, when he was down south, you know, back in the day, come the shows and he'd bring a bunch of magazines and, you know, make sure everybody got their little, you know, promo copy. And, and, um, there's just some cool stories of, of hanging out with him. And he goes, yo, can you guys give me a, ho- a ride back to the hotel? And we're like, sure. You know, this California old school dude back, you know, 2002, 2003. We're like, sure, man. So we kind of had forged a relationship with John Gilbert back then. And, you know, we, we, we you know, pointed out some trucks to feature and he did and, and they ran and that type of thing. So it was really cool that Juan had pointed out that that was John was standing like literally 10 feet from us and he was covering the event uh, for Holly. I think he had talked about how Holly, you know, was some of that big transaction that they had with some of these bigger companies coming together. Uh, you know, they've got, I think, online content or something. So he was out there snapping, still doing what he loves. And of course, you know, we showed love to John and said, yo, man, you know, you 
what you guys created with Tailgate Magazine for all those years, I mean, a lot of that stuff is etched in our minds. I mean, if I post Tailgate, uh, it's very similar to mini truck, and people say, damn, that was my stuff, man. You know, so, again, you know, Juan, thanks for pointing out that that he was there. I got the cruise with my buddy Josh, uh, JDCRIZ, I think on Instagram. Uh, Josh is kind of an old Lincoln dude. I think he's younger than me. But uh, we met through Lincoln's, and he came out to Clearwater one time, hung out with Boss Bowen and I. He was out here for work. You know, always kept in touch with him. You know, he sold a couple Lincoln's. They went to Dubai. And uh, he's always had cool stuff. He actually had the, I think it was called Old Olive, featured in Street Trucks. It was that badass Patina C10 that he bought online, and he did, like, all Porter build and just a crazy engine. And it was uh, featured for Blood, Sweating Gears, I think it was. Just a badass truck. So he's always kind of ratcheted up, if you will, you know, to the next thing he really wants. I mean, a couple convertible Lincolns, I think at least one, maybe two, maybe even a sedan in there. Then, um, you know, the truck and a couple other things. Then he had a green hardtop 59 Impala. And then he leveled up from there to get a, a white 59 with red interior Impala. And we got a chance to cruise in that. So, I'll probably never own a 59 Impala. I love those. I love the Invictas. But I will say that I got a chance to cruise in one at Cruising for a Cure, and it was a, it was just a great feeling. Uh, Chris was in the car, and um, I think Tony – was it was it Tony Boss Bowen? It was <laughs> – I can't even remember now. I think it was Tony, Chris, and I. We had walked over there, and it just was awesome. I uh, got a chance to see some of the Suicide Kings guys uh, a year ago – I know I'm talking some Lincolns here, but a year ago when I went out to NorCal, first time ever there, I was out there with street trucks and we were covering C10 Intervention. I got a chance to meet a guy named Escalante, David Escalante, a real good dude. And um, my understanding now, he's running the Suicide Kings. So they're one of the Lincoln clubs uh, out of a couple. And believe it or not, I actually stayed out there with Richard Lund uh, on Friday and Saturday night, and he's the guy that runs Suicide Slab. So Richard and I kind of go back to meeting in the early days uh, uh, when we were both on Instagram, and he's kind of built his whole, uh, you know, little uh, empire, if you will, with Suicide Slabs, and he's branching off and stuff. So, you know, I wanted to kind of mention some of that because I thought definitely value in some of those stories and kind of link it up with some good people. Um, there were some other folks I met out there. I mean, just really good. I met Barry McGuire from McGuire's. Uh, I got a chance to talk to briefly the dude that's on Wheeler Dealers, not the heavier set guy, um, but the younger guy that replaced the dude my wife calls Oompa Loompa Man because he would wear those big crazy gloves. So I think when the show maybe transitioned from over the pond to the U.S., that younger guy that was on there, I, I got a chance to meet him real quick. So it was cool. I saw Chris Jacobs. Uh, he was the Grand Marshal, I think, for that show. So Bottom line is, Cruiser for a Cure, I'm telling you, an amazing show. I wish I would have had more time to walk around. We had a great spot in the shade, buy a cooler, and I got a chance to cruise in some badass Lincolns through the show and meet some good people, so it was a good time. I think that's all I'm going to cover. Well, the last thing, the last thing for general updates, if you check out our YouTube channel, I hinted last week at uh, something that ties into Dr. Dre, The Chronic, dropped 30 years ago, and I did a video documenting something that had never been covered relating that album. It ties into a lowrider, and um, it was pretty cool. I got a chance to make a connection with the guy 
that confirmed all of the intel. So I don't want to give it away. Please, if you get a chance, if you're at work and you have access to the internet, go on YouTube, check out our lifestyle podcast, and look at one of our last videos uh, that ties into the chronic. I think you guys will appreciate the hustle and the determination on the story, even if you're not a hip hop fan. So check it out. The general updates brought to you by Joey at Get Decked. If you have a photo or artwork that you want to put on a skate deck, now you can do it. You can hit up Joey at Get Decked. He's on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, the best way I can describe it on Instagram, I said this last week, um, go to the little search, type in Get, and you'll see Get underscore Decked VA. That is Joey Dilworth. Uh, it goes down in the DM. Hit him up. And he can take care of you if you're a show promoter and you want to take that artwork that you're getting from Graphic Disorder, possibly, and you want to put that on some skate decks, maybe for your best of awards, or to ramp up your merchandise, hit up Joey Dilworth. He takes care of us, and all of our skate decks do come from Joey, so we appreciate what he does. Next, the last episode recap. This one's quick, man. So Dion, I did give him a heads up that we were going to rerun his audio. That was from 2018. I didn't really position it as a best of because typically people will see it and go, ah, I've already heard it. And we have so many new listeners and people that maybe haven't went back. So I kind of baked in some of my ODB's trip over to Cali. And I also included Dion's audio. And Dion said, thanks, man, uh, which was really cool, you know, to get the nod from those guys. And I would encourage you, if you love mini trucks or you like the history of mini trucks, go back and listen. Arguably one of the biggest, baddest shops ever to come out of, you know, not just the scene. You know, they were around before the scene, but their contributions to the scene, to the to mini truck scene is just endless. So go out there and check it out. The last episode, 308, featuring Dion from Cal Concepts. He owns Cal Concepts. He owned the last look. He owned the S10 that was on the cover with the airplane. Just a good dude. Check it out. Last episode recap. Brought to you by the fine folks over at Lone Star Throwdown. We hope that you will join us next year. LST 2022 is for short, but LoneStarThrowdown.com. If you check out, as of the time of this recording, 141 days, 12 hours, 13 minutes, and zero seconds until the event in Conroe, Texas. And again, if you look it out, uh, if you look it up, it's the 24th through the 26th. Sure, you may see that the 2023 registrations are sold out. That doesn't mean that you can't come to the show and enjoy and have a good time. All right, next we got trivia with Mike. And even with Mike gone, I'm going to ask you guys this question. So it's a honor system. Kind of ties into the movie Clerks. If you want, if you love Clerks, the honor system. And uh, trivia with Mike. So here's the question. Now it's time to get serious. What is the name of the first commercial Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre song that dropped back in 1992? It's not a trick question, but some people may say it is a trick question. Uh, The only hint that I'm going to give you is it's not available to stream. It's not available to stream. So what was the name, title, whatever you want to call it, for the first Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg song that dropped back in Nine Deuce. Let's see if you guys can get it. And uh, again, just something a little bit fun since Biggity Back to Mayor is still out gallivanting. We want to thank AccuAir for the continued support. Again, you can go to AccuAir.com. 
You can submit uh, photos of your vehicle if you uh, have AccuWare on it. You go under AccuWare Life, and you could also give photo credit to the um, to whoever shot the photo. So you just go to AccuWare Life and then get featured. They also have merchandise, uh, keychains, stuff like that, stickers you can pick up, AccuWare.com. Arguably the best air management in the history of air management. All right, scene updates. I don't have a lot to share here. Uh, I will tell you, last week I covered mini Nats. In mini Nats, the pre-submissions did start on 10-1. I'm sure people stayed up overnight to do it. I tell you what, it was flawless. They used Google Forms. So whoever set that up with Jason Bell, they did a great job. It was very easy. And the cool thing is you don't pay at that time. You submit, and then they go through. We've kind of covered this, so I don't want to beat a dead horse. They'll go through. There's no really rhyme or reason. Uh, they'll let in a percentage of different you know types of vehicles and whatnot. And it's not first come first serve. So it's very well done, and it's a it's a it's a way. Even though everyone can't get in with a with the registration, it is a way for them to make sure that it doesn't get too overwhelming there at the show. They limit it to about 750 vehicles, and you can still submit if you go to mini truckingnats.com it's on the far right in the purple across the middle mtn 2023 pre-reg hit them up we hope to see you out there it's the last well it's let me say it like this it's the 21st through the 23rd april 2023 i don't care where you are in the world that's going to be the spot for mini trucking it's the best mini truck show i've ever been to and i would argue it's the best mini trucking show in the world Come out, gallivant out to Maggie Valley, North Carolina. We'll be there. So that's all I'm going to cover this week. The scene updates are brought to you by Garage Gear Clothing. We do talk a lot, of, a lot about our, our sponsors. GarageGearClothing.com, the unique thing about them, they offer free shipping in the U.S. of A. Okay, so all USA orders, hit them up. Uh, they're also at shows, but I tell you what, they support the scene. They have the Garage Girl merch. They have the stuff for the guys, including a shirt with a Chevelle, a mini truck, a sport truck, a full-size truck. But they also have the kids on lock uh, in terms of content, or, or, or youth, rather, I should say. They have the kids locked down with the youth gear. So uh, check them out, garagegearclothing.com. Okay, the key show updates. Man, this is one of my favorite segments. There's not a lot for us to really talk about. I'm laying low for the next uh, several weeks. Um, you know, I've got the anniversary of my dad's passing, unfortunately, and uh, you know, I love my pops. It's been five years, and uh, you guys hear him at the beginning of every episode of OLP. He introduces Biggity Mike, the mayor, and ODB, and uh, I was so thankful that he had done that, that he did that. So I'm going to lay back, you know, I've said I'm going to slow down in some areas, you know, and, and that includes going to shows and, you know, I'm just going to focus on really what matters, you know, with family and health and spending some time with my mom and helping her with some things I got to do. So I'm not going to be at any shows possibly, I don't want to say the rest of the year because Mike is going to go to Bayou Showdown. I am planning to go to Turkey Rod Run. So Turkey Run, whatever you want to call it, but we all call it Turkey Rod Run. I am trying to plan to go to that because I'll be, 
my born day is that Wednesday, and then Thursday's Thanksgiving, then Friday's Black Friday, and then boom, you know, that weekend. So it, it, it should be a long weekend. Uh, I am hoping to go out there, but um, what you basically have here is in two weeks from this airing, so the 21st, the 22nd, the 23rd of October, that's going to be last resort. So we had the team on earlier this year, and we talked a little bit about their show. Uh, you can go to lastresortshow.com for more information, and that is in Jennings, Louisiana, so check them out. Laying at the Lake is the 11th, 12th, and 13th. That's also on the OLP calendar at the Salmon Lake Park, Grapeland, Texas, right? So I always say that word, Salmon, Salmon, Salmon. Um, but it's in Grapeland, Texas. That's what you need to know, Laying at the Lake, or Laying at the lake.com is the website. A week from there is going to be the 19th and 20th. That's Biggity Bayou Showdown. So Bayou Showdown is at the Harbor Center, Louisiana. I mentioned at the top, that's out in 70461 area code if you're around there. They do have a Facebook event page. I think that's the key information. I don't think they have an Instagram anymore. Uh, now, that event I cannot make it to because we're going to be doing our fifth annual Tampa Kennedy Cruise in Tampa, it's open to all makes and models. The Lincolns will lead the way, and we're going to meet at 10 a.m. to kind of mingle a little bit at Dick's Sporting Goods in the parking lot off uh, Bayshore, or excuse me, off of West Shore. We are going to cruise down Bayshore later in the day. So, you know, we're looking at like, you know, about 10. We meet up. We hang out maybe about an hour. We peel out. We do a cruise that's going to last about an hour to two hours, depending on a couple stops. And then for those um, that want to meet up and go to lunch, then uh, we are planning to have that all nailed down. Uh, for folks that don't want to eat, they can, of course, peel away, um, which, which will be great. Now, someone had told me the, um, the other show that I believe is back on this year is a song that I think of the DOC, which was the last song that NWA recorded together, but uh, the grand finale. So my understanding is that's in Homa, Louisiana, and that's the grand finale on Facebook. It's December 10th and 11th. No, the 9th, 10th, and 11th. So if you, if you go on Facebook and type in the grand finale, I need to add that one to the list. That is the 9th, 10th, and 11th, and uh, you can find more information there. So uh, there's one more that we're going to add to the list. I think other than Turkey Rod Run, I'm not going to cover that. You guys know about that show. That's here in Daytona, so uh, or in the Daytona area, rather, across the state from me. But that's kind of it. Now, uh, some folks have asked, hey, ODB, when are you going to add the 2023 shows to the calendar and I have been slacking a little bit on that. I do need to sit down and do that. I know Eastbound Get Down is uh, going to be, if I go on Facebook and type in Eastbound Get Down. So that's Eastbound is one word and Get Down is another word. Uh, that's going to be in January. And um, that's sponsored by Stingray Chevrolet. And that is, the pre-registration is open. But that's January 21st through the 23rd in or at Destination Daytona Complex in Ormond Beach, which is right on the outskirts 
of Daytona. So, like, that's a show I need to add. The LST, Orange Beach Invasion, Scraping the Coast, Bayou Showdown, Mini Nats, you know, all of those shows. And then we also need to touch base and find out what's going to happen with Mini Truck Showdown. So, I know Mini Truck Showdown, that had gotten canceled uh, for this year, which was an unfortunate thing. Uh, that's actually going to come up when I talk with Mark a little bit later. And then I know they had their other event in uh, Bakersfield that was going to be next February. So we got to get more information on that. And then we'll make sure we tap in and let you guys know what's up there. The Key Show Updates is brought to you by the West Coast Influence. If you didn't know, now you know. You can go to minitruckfilm.com and order the Blu-ray or DVD. Trust me, buy it for your significant other or buy it for yourself. The West Coast Influence documents how mini trucking grew out of the West Coast. It's really cool. Add it to your collection and visit minitruckfilm.com. The podcast updates, this one's short. All of the pre-sale merch for the mini trucking inspired original shirt, stickers, banners, all of that stuff has shipped. Now, I will tell you, I do believe a few people ordered the skate decks and we do need to get with Joey and have those finalized so that we can get those and send those out. So if you ordered a skate deck, please just give us a little bit more time. Uh, you can visit ourlifestylepodcast.com. If you love mini trucking as much as we do, you need to get your hands on this shirt before they're gone. We are not planning to reprint any of these. There are stickers. There's OLP-themed stuff. Uh, there, it, there's a couple of colors available, and there's a good amount of sizes. Not a lot, but there's a decent amount of sizes left. Uh, hit us up, ourlifestylepodcast.com. Remember, we've been doing this podcast over seven years, and uh, we're four years straight every Friday, so we appreciate all the love that we get from the merch sales. That helps kind of fuel the fire, if you will, for what we do here. It helps us pay for uh, the stuff we've got to pay for, you know, the website, the uh, hosting of the podcast, uh, all of that stuff. It adds up, and uh, we can't thank you guys enough. So, uh, hit us up, ourlifestylepodcast.com, and order some merch today. Even if it's just a sticker, it all helps. And then last but not least, the Airhead Nation updates. We, um, I really don't think I have a lot to share here, only because, being totally honest, I haven't been on Facebook as much, and really I haven't been on Instagram as much. Uh, you'll see that I have backed off a little bit on posting, just because you know you can post, you can post, you can post, but... Facebook, just the way it works, is the stuff doesn't always get pushed, you know, to to people to see. So, you know, a lot of times I kind of feel like I'm spinning my wheels uh, in terms of just posting and and putting these crazy captions and the dates and all this stuff. Um, if you want to help us out, you can turn on post notifications. But you know, the amount of time and effort that goes into scanning the photos and posting them, and then you know, it's, it's just a lot of effort. So I'm scaling back a little bit there and ramping up YouTube and here on the podcast. But, um, I will say, I want to give a huge shout out to Frank Eisenhower, AKA Iceman. Uh, Frank, we got to get him back on love when he comes on and gives us updates, but he was selling a badass red Toyota or as my dad would say, Toyota. And, uh, he's selling this and he says it's for the low price of 5495. So, it's a 22 RE five-speed cold AC. Drove it over 500 miles last weekend. Dude, Frank's a good dude. Uh, I don't know if it's sold yet, but uh, it's I-C-E-N-H-O-U-R. Hit him up if you're looking for it. So that's the Airhead Nation update for this week. I want to thank Graphics Mafia. If you need stickers or decals or if you need to take maybe 
re-up some old stickers that you had for your uh, merch business, or maybe you have an old decal that you want to reproduce, uh, please trust us, G-R-A-P-H-I-X, Mafia.com, that's Graphics Mafia. You can hit them up, uh, talk to Buddy or Ryan, they'll take care of you. Uh, they are, of course, at a lot of shows, they print on demand, uh, but uh, just hit them up, let them know what you need, they'll take care of you, let them know that OLP sent you. I think that's it. A little bit shorter. I thought it was going to be even shorter, but of course, you know, I talked and talked and talked. Stay on the rise. Thank you guys so much. Leave a rating if you can on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. Tap the five stars, and it really helps us out. Enjoy this audio from Mark Zitzer. Great dude. Lord willing, we'll hit you guys next weekend. And if you're going to be at a show this weekend, have fun. Tag us in the post. We'd love to see it. And uh, stay on the rise. We out you. Peace. Yo, yo, I'm so excited. I have been talking about earlier in this episode having Mark Zitzer on, and uh, I'm super stoked. Mark, man, thank you so much for coming on, and how you doing? Man, I'm doing great, ODB. How are you and the Air, Airhead Nation doing? Dude, every, everyone's good, man. So, man, dude, it's it's really cool to sit down with you because, you know, we met at – I know we met at Scraping the Coast, but I think it was a two, a two shows at least for some reason. But um, yeah. You know, uh, scraping the coast was the first time I, I, I saw you. It was at Mini Nats, the next one. And then I saw you at Mini Nats and LST one year and too. LST. Yeah. Yep. LST. Yep. Dude, our th- two or three of our big shows. Look at that, man. We're cutting promos, not even knowing we're doing it. <laughs> yeah. They're, those are all good ones for sure. Yeah, for sure. And dude, like I said, it's, you know, you've been a, a huge supporter of the podcast. We can't thank you enough, but I've seen your hustle and determination, not only with trucks, with magazines, I mean, we got a lot to talk about, but uh, just man, I'll kind of ask you, like, how you been? Man, I'm good. I'm just, uh, you know, living the life and uh, working hard and doing the family thing, and then trying to uh, squeeze in time for for trucks and shops and things. Yeah, when you really look at it, the fun stuff you like to do with the normal family obligations, as I call it, you know, the wife, the the significant other, the kids, you know, the 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 softball games, the baseball games, whatever, all that stuff, you know, there's a lot, you know, as people that we do, right? You know, so it's it's cool to be able to, like you said, spend some time and do the things you like, but it is definitely a balance. But um, I kind of was curious, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you grew up and, you know, who's Mark Zitzer? Sure. I grew up in uh, suburbs of Chicago, Illinois, uh, Des Plaines, and then uh, Buffalo Grove. I went to high school in Buffalo Grove High School in ninth grade. From there, the funny thing I got in mini trucks is growing up in Chicago, I didn't really know what a truck was for, honestly. So, But going into 10th grade, uh, my mom and I moved to Roland, Oklahoma, which is on the border of Arkansas. Went to high school in Roland, Oklahoma for three years. Um, and then that's really when I started getting a mini trucking when I was 16, I was, uh, driving my mom's, uh, 1990 John Claude Grand Dammit around Fort Smith, Arkansas. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, I, was start, I started to have a little pocket money, started to look at, uh, buy my own vehicle and, and I, I drove by this used car dealership that had this 1990 Mazda B2200 cab plus Dang. Don't, offend the, don't offend the mazda people and call them an extended cab but yeah cab plus. you know mike murray when he had him on all the time you know he was calling them extended cabs like oh mike you're digging yourself a grave man yeah 
No, and and he's still out gal- galvin around, I guess. Yeah, he's galvin, man. He's out. Dude, we can't get a hold of him, so there's a whole other oh. story to that. <laughs> okay, all right, we'll keep posted on that. But <laughs> yeah, so this this Mazda, um, you know, like I said, I wasn't in the trucks, and it just something about this truck. It was it was a it was Snow White had tinted windows. It was already lowered a little bit. You know, yep. this is ninety five ish, so it was just lowered on blocks, three inch blocks, and. Um, uh, it had an old school splatter frame paint job that was Dang. all crusty and coming off and everything. But and and it had some old neon under there that the salesman guy told me about, but they didn't even work. But uh, I just had I had to have that truck. It it uh, it was just speaking to me. So made a deal for that truck, and uh, ever since that moment, I've I've just been in mini trucking. And you know, to me, mini trucking is about the people you meet and. As, as silly as it sounds, that truck, you know, has made a lot of friends for me. Some, you know, friends that I've had more than half my life now. Dude, what a, what a great story. And so many of us will remember, I'm sure the listeners too, going to car lots, looking in, like I've said in the past, Auto Trader, you know, going, wow. You know, and, and when you're younger, you're often like, man, I don't have enough money to buy a stock truck and, you know, <laughs> put several hundred dollars here, several hundred dollars there. So it makes it very appealing to go, man, this thing's lowered. Maybe some low pros, maybe some offset wheels, whatever you know was kind of the rage in that era. But we came up kind of in the similar era, you know, similar age and things like that. Going back to high school, though, was it tough? Like you know, being having the one year under your belt there, then moving to a different school. Like what was that whole dynamic? Oh yeah, just uh, going from uh, you know big city Chicago to uh, small town Rolling, Oklahoma. I think there's like thirty five hundred people and. Um, there was one stoplight. I remember the big sell from, um, my brother and sister are actually quite a bit older than me and they've, they lived in Oklahoma their whole life for the most part. Um, so they're already here and that's a big reason why we moved from Chicago down Ah, to Oklahoma, uh, to link that together. But, uh, I remember the big sell was that there was an Olympic size, uh, pool there. And I got, (laughs) when I got to the little town with this Olympic size pool and it was just like a normal little rectangle concrete uh, pool that uh, I, I couldn't believe that that's what they thought was so special for me to get excited about. But um, it, it was different. It was really different going from a, a, a area suburbs of Chicago that you pretty much had every, anything in uh, walking and riding distance. Um, I used to, uh, I know this is a mini trucking inspired podcast, but I also know you like your BMXs and oh, yeah. uh, back, back in Chicago and I still have it. I rode my 1995 Dino D'Air all around uh, all around town up there. But dude, moved down to Rolling, Oklahoma. There's only so many places you can ride your bike around to. So it was it was quite a bit different. The, um, you know, I was I was a little bit of a, a a different kid, I guess, compared to the 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 southern southern kids. And uh, but I made friends and got you know I played sports and made a bunch of friends. And then you know then the trucking stuff came and I met. Uh, a bunch of other people into the scene so it's oh, yeah. really cool yeah it's it's cool we can think back to you know riding bikes and things like that but yeah different uh you know dynamics my, my buddy tony boss boland he grew up in the greater chicago area and he talked about you know riding with these you know little bike gangs they were riding everywhere and stuff and then you go out to oklahoma and it's you know probably a lot warmer and just different atmosphere so i i could definitely see that when you're talking about the pool it made me think of i was watching some videos the other day about uh you know i love the movie filming location stuff on youtube 
and um, one of the guys that I follow, he was watching, or he he was um, where they had filmed the Sandlot, some of those, you know, where the actual oh, yeah. baseball field's at. But I always think about the um, the pool scene, and that was filmed at like a community pool in Ogden, and um, you know, it's it, it's crazy how you know these like little movies that you know that that like we appreciate, you know, especially for me or like the memories that you have with the bikes, how you can almost go back and relive those memories, whether you own the bike still. Uh, or you know you go and, and you watch like people on on YouTube go hey yeah I'm here right here there, that's where the baseball field is and you look and you go man that little dumpy backyard was like where they filmed the movie but it's just <laughs> the way it goes man yeah I've seen the the movie uh, culture things you uh, keep up with I don't I don't know how you keep up with it all but uh, um, I do happen to like a lot of those movies too Back to the Future Karate Kid those are a couple of my favorites. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going to be cool. And I saw earlier on social media that uh, Ralph Macchio, he's going to be on Jimmy Fallon tonight. So I was <laughs> like, you know, I'll have to tune into that on YouTube tomorrow. I don't stay up that late. Friends will be texting me late. And, you know, the next morning I get up pretty early and early for me. And uh, I'm like, you know, I don't want to text them, you know, the next morning because it's like, man, I went to bed early, man. So I'm getting old. You know what I mean? But, oh, um, yeah. So talk to us a little bit about the Mazda. Like, do you end up keeping the cap plus a while, pimping it around high school days? Like, you know, what, what was the manifestation there? Sure. Yeah. So I picked it up. Uh, it was lowered. It did have 15 inch reverse center lines. Okay. Okay. Which, you know, at the time were, were, you know, kind of, kind of the norm, I guess. Um, I drove it around like that for a little bit and, and, you know, not really knowing what I'm, what I'm doing yet with the, with the mini truck stuff. Um, you know, it's all new to me. I started getting mini trucking magazines back then, of course. And, oh, yeah. and that's kind of how I started learning a little bit. Um, first thing I did was get a system. Uh, I put two 15s in the bed and had them ported through the cab. Nice. So that, was the, that was the first move. And then, um, and then one night cruising around with my buddies, I had my first and only accident I ever had. <laughs> and, uh, wow. uh, I guess the brakes on the Mazda weren't as good as my buddy's. He was uh, he was cruising his Azuzu or Izuzu as you call it. <laughs> right, right. And uh, he he stopped at a stoplight and and uh, and I guess I didn't stop as as fast and I rear-ended him. Damn. And uh, good good thing for him he got a nice cool uh, you know uh, roll pan out of it. Yep, and, yep. You know fixed his up a little bit in the back. And then I saved, uh, you know, of course, I just had, uh, you know, I didn't have full coverage at the time. I was just, just you know, teen, punk teenage kid and uh, saved up my pennies. And um, this is kind of when I really started getting into it, though. So it's kind of looking back at it, it was a good, good thing that I almost had that little little fender bender. Because what I did then is um, I since it was the front that I got in an accident, I went and got a new new bumper, new uh, new grill and i got even at that time it was 95 96 maybe 97 um it was kind of old school at the time but i got that uh, that floating mazda grill that uh yeah. has a floating piece in the middle you know it was probably early 90s but you know i didn't know anything yet so i picked it up put some purple neon behind it um i hooked up with a guy that's an og from california his name's alan ladd and uh, we're buddies today, uh, but he's, I know he's from that California. For some reason, lad. Yeah, and he he has a little shop in uh, Van Buren, Arkansas. Uh, you know, he relocated from California, and somehow somebody told me about him, and I met with him, 
and he's like, yeah, man, let's do something cool. And, and, uh, um, you know, we talked and, and, you know, we're trying to figure out what kind of paint job to do and, you know, not having the whole bunch of money to put into it, but knowing that we're going to do the front, we, we decided on doing a, a scallop paint job, uh, just for the cab and, uh, kind of, um, uh, flipped through mini trucking magazines, you know, trying to come up with some ideas and uh, stumbled on a truck that I, I really liked. And we, we thought we can kind of uh, use it quite a bit. And his, uh, um, I'm, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, Cox, I think, is his last name. Was it um, Kevin Cox? No. You know, I should have I should have got his name. Now he was, oh, oh, no, it's fine. So was he from the Oklahoma area? No, it was a it was just a random truck I saw a mini truck. I mean, ah. but I think he's out west. But it was a white and purple truck. Oh, Michael Cox, I think. Yes, yes, that's yeah, because he's the Cox. one. He's since passed away. Rest in peace to him. Yes, yes, and and actually, one of the coolest things is is a few years ago when I realized, um, you know, social media has kind of changed the game. I've, yes, you, you can kind of reach out and get to know a lot of people that you know, and so much easier these days sure. than it was when I first got into this. So when I stumbled on his name on, on that truck on some one of the Facebook pages we're all on and I reached out to him and I got to tell him that uh, his truck inspired my my Mazda and I shared it with him and we chatted up for a little bit and it was, it was really cool. And, nice. and then, yeah, unfortunately, I, I know he passed away a year or two after that. And uh, but he was he was seemed like a really good guy, really nice. And it was really cool to be able to tell him that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, man. Giving people those guys that kind of inspired us, you know, like what they say in hip hop, give the guys the flowers while they're here. You know, we just lost, you know, Coolio, rest in peace to him, 59, you know, kind of collapsed in the bathroom and stuff. And, you know, you just see that. But, you know, you, you know, whether it's a Sean Mahaney and Michael Cox and some of these OG guys, you know, it's it's good for us to kind of give them their flowers and be like, yo, you know, you inspired me. So, so cool, man. Yeah. From there. Um, I guess purple was kind of my thing. So I did the purple neon, uh, behind the grill and the purple neon gear shift knob. That was, that was cool. Yep. Um, I put purple carpet in the bed. The whole bed was purple carpet. Um, so that was, that was probably about it. And then, uh, went to the seventeens, you know, upgraded some seventeens, tucked, got them tucked in. And, uh, that was about it for the Mazda, uh, didn't really get too crazy on suspension or anything at that point. But um, with the Mazda, I, I met up with a really cool group in, around the Fort Smith area. Um, we uh, we started a, a club called Grounded Concepts. We're kind of kind of decently known in the region, I'd say. Um, you know, the Oklahoma and Texas region and things like that. Um, but I was one of the, the original members of that club that we put together. Um, had a lot of fun, met a lot of friends. Uh, shout out to uh, some of the OGs of, of the club. Do you mind if I give them a sure. shout out? Sure, yeah, please, man. Uh, Tim Rogers, Ricky Smith, Jason Wade, uh, Josh Fleetwood, you may know as a, a photographer of mini trucking. I knew him uh, before before his famous photography days. Uh, Lee Smith, Charlie Sainer, Jay James, Mark Morrison, Aaron Fleetwood, uh, those are those are some of the OGs of the Grounded Concepts crew back in the day. Hell yeah, dude! That's like a real homie roll call right there. Oh yeah, I came prepared. Yeah, that's awesome. And you know, it's so funny too when you think about when you said seventeens. I think about like hip hop songs, right? You can think about the progression of like where minis were at and just custom cars in general. 
but it's funny. I think back to one of my favorite songs. It was The Brat and uh, Notorious B.I.G., and it's called The Dirty B-Sides, right? And it was funny. It was on the um, Will Smith, uh, Martin Lawrence movie soundtrack. Um, what was it? The cop movie they were in? I'm drawing a blank. But it was on that yeah, soundtrack. Bad, bad Boys? Bad Boys, thank you. It was on that soundtrack, but it was always the clean version, which was so weird, and it took forever for the the dirty B side to ever come out. But she has a um, she has a verse on there, or the end of her verse, where she says, "You know, the Rolex is barbade, parkade, B, B to the RAT." But she says, "Rolling off swole on Chrome 17," and it was like, you know, that was like the big wheels back then. I mean, I had 17s, so I felt like I was on top of the world, you know. But it's funny how you can put like, you know, that size wheel, that era to like the music and everything. Cause it was just, that's the way it all kind of came together. Yeah. You can, you can kind of think about, uh, the era and the year, uh, of your truck and kind of, you can kind of piece it together on about the time frame just by what you had done to your truck. Oh yeah. Well, and it's also cool too. Cause you know, you're talking about the purple colors and neons and stuff like that stuff was so big, like the eighties, you could even argue into the mid to even late nineties. And, you know, for a lot of us, you know, we got older and you know, the, like all that stuff was like, just kind of passed right but now a lot of us get back you know to our roots and we're like dude like you know the pink tweeds and the purple tweeds and and just the colors and the bikes you know all that stuff from you know the the early 80s to the you know the mid 90s right up to the the mid-school bikes like all of that stuff is like back the colors and everything so you know as you're talking about the truck i'm going huh i got some ideas for my 90 mazda (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know and and uh i i I think we owe you some praise for some of that. I think OLP and, and some guys like you putting this stuff together is exactly why some of that stuff is coming back again. And, uh, you know, what what was cool back then and it's retro now and it's cool. Yeah, I appreciate the good word. You know, I want view a lot of these 80s Instagram accounts and stuff. And it's crazy the stuff that people dig up and the memories and stuff. But, you know, the bike stuff has exploded and, and it's just it's really cool to see and just be a part of it, you know, if nothing else. But um. So, like, whatever ended up, you know, my, my thing, so you're talking about this badass truck. I'm like, man, I want this thing. Whatever <laughs> ends up, what, what ends up happening with the Mazda? Well, the Mazda, like I said, uh, build-wise, that's about as far as it went. It was getting up there in miles, and I moved. I ended up, uh, I went to the University of Arkansas, graduated from University of Arkansas, and moved to Little Rock, Arkansas. Yep. Uh, took a job in Little Rock without ever, I've never been to Little Rock before, but, but took the job in, in my career choice and uh been been doing that ever ever since so it's worked out great but moved to little rock it was kind of out on my own a little bit you know didn't have my club buddies and you know i knew a few people around but nothing wasn't quite the same and then i with the mazda getting a little up there in age and and miles and stuff i kind of needed something a little a little more reliable yep yep um so it kind of uh, got put to the side for a little bit and I, you know, got a couple daily drivers, like a, I had a 99 Honda Civic for a little bit. And, uh, but then, um, Oh, one, one cool thing I, I forgot to mention is that I'm getting to my, uh, my next project that I still have today is, is my 95 Nissan hard body. Yeah, buddy. But my hard body was actually, uh, my mom's for a little bit. Dang. <laughs> When I had my Mazda, uh, I'd go to shows with my buddies, and and my mom uh, always thought she was the coolest mom in the world, and she was. Uh, she wanted a mini truck of her own, 
Okay. So, uh, um, I kept my eyes out. She gave me a, you know, a budget to go find a, you know, little mini truck for her. And, and, uh, we ended up picking up this, uh, this Nissan hard body in 95. I guess we got it like in 98 or 99 for, her. Mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, within a month we had, it. We, uh, she wanted it lowered. She had Chrome fender trim on it. She had clear taillights. We took the, she wanted the stock, the stock stickers taken off. And, uh, and then she would go to some shows with us and, uh, it was, it was pretty cool, you know, looking back at it, uh, you know, that was her way of trying to relate to, to, uh, you know, me at the time, I guess. Yeah. And, yeah. And trying to participate in stuff like that. And you probably yeah. have some good memories, man. Oh yeah. It was cool. Uh, the one, one thing that wasn't cool about it though, is I pretty much had to detail two trucks for each show <laughs> at that point, uh, which I got a little, old, but, uh. Uh, it was definitely cool, and then uh, my mom actually passed that Nissan on to me, which is the Nissan I have today that I'm I'm on and off working on. Yeah, and that's been a, kind of a long term project, but I I see that you're kind of you know seeing some of the light at the end of the tunnel, so we know that's gonna you know that's gonna come to fruition here in the near future. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we're uh, we're we're uh, near the finish line this time. Yeah, so talk to us a little bit about like how that project like you know when you when you end up getting it handed down from mom duke right rightfully so like did you were you driving it kind of as a daily was that one of your other dailies or what was the deal yeah i'd say it started off as a daily and then and then of course you get the itch you know (laughs) yeah and then i wanted to take the nissan to the next level you know by this time you know um airbags are starting to kind of be the norm and um you know so I, i I wanted to go to the next level with the Nissan and uh, for good and bad, I kind of went too, too hard, too fast. And, and that's why I'm still working on it. You know, 22 years later is, you know, just never, you know, kind of had bigger uh, thought process on it. And, and then I, then I had the means to finish sometimes, you know, but um, from there, uh, one of my club members, Tony Hopkins, uh, we went to work on it and, uh, he, he put the first, uh, airbag set up on it for me, you know, uh, bagged it front and back. Um, and then, uh, did some body work, shaved it all around, you know, and, uh, and then that's kind of where it stopped because we, we primered it and, you know, b- back in this day's day and age or early, maybe two thousands, you know, mm-hmm. it was cool to just, uh, go leave it a primer color. And rock so it. it's it's yeah it's a, a lot easier to take care of but uh it was primer yellow most of the time uh initially we started with pink pink primer but then when we did a full primer job we, we did yellow and then it just kind of you know i didn't have the money or, or or skill to paint it myself so it kind of stayed at that level for a little bit and and actually that's when i was in fayetteville uh going to college and um uh you know i had a shave and uh, Cali combo in the back, uh, front, back, side to side. It was uh, manual valves, but I had side to side. We we set up this monster uh, uh, valve setup in the in the in the cab, where uh, you know it took up pretty much almost the whole bench seat. But <laughs> I, I hit my side to side with my manual air valves. You know, it was hell really cool. yeah, rolling in the, yep. rolling in the hard body with sixteen switches. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, <laughs> dude. I love uh, it. Yeah, you know, converted both of them to five lug get some better options of wheels at the time and uh transfer to 17s over from the mazda did and, 
Um, got rear-ended in Fayetteville. Actually, I, I guess I lied earlier when I said the only accident. I guess I meant the only accident I caused. But then <laughs> at college, I got rear-ended, and this was my Cali combo and stuff. And then, you know, kind of use that money, that insurance money to, you know, pay the bills for a little bit. And that's kind of why the project got dragged on a little yeah. bit. But and that's what happened. So did it kind of just get stashed there at the crib, you know, and you kind of followed you if you ever did move, like, as an adult? Yeah, so uh, I, I showed it for a few years under construction. I um, uh, did pretty well under construction for a couple of years, but you know, I think there's there's a rule. Of, I think there should be on how many years you can show under construction. So, <laughs> no, nah, man, uh, we're mini truckers, man. Come yeah. on, that's the last little thing we got. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but it, it pulled a couple decent awards. I won uh, best best under construction at Spring Bash in Lawton, Oklahoma. Uh, that's a big show around the area, and then. Uh, you know the club Intense Gravity. Yep. At one point, they had a, a show they put on in Russellville, Arkansas, and uh, got best under construction there. Uh, it uh, at few years in, probably about 2003, I sent the truck down to a shop in Texas called Erratic Trends. Okay. Um, just east of Houston, a little bit. Um, I forget the exact name of it. Um, it's uh it's not conroe i know that's where uh lst, LST is. is yeah we can't it's wait for uh, lst next year man i keep telling people yeah. fly in drive in gallivan in whatever you got to do last oh, yeah. weekend in february we'll be out there in conroe holding it down we might even awesome. slip over to the in and out burger over <laughs> god i think it's somewhere in the outskirts of dallas or some shit see oh, michael yeah, was from around there now yeah uh the, the city that arrived trends was in was beaumont texas and i got a I got a crazy story to tell you on, on this one. Okay. So I, I sent my truck down to Beaumont, Texas. Uh, a buddy of a buddy had a shop down there. I didn't directly know him, but uh, a buddy at the time uh, knew him. And we sent it down there. They're going to do a crazy cantilever uh, setup for me. And honestly, at the time, I mean, this is early 2000s. It was, it was kind of ahead of its time. It, it, it was a crazy setup. I'll, I'll send you a picture of it if you haven't uh, seen it before. But okay. um, that's what kind of got the best of under construction awards was was the crazy suspension setup it had at the time for a while. But the problem with that setup, as crazy as it was and as much attention as it got, the the, the angles were never quite perfect. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're doing a cantilever setup, you know, some – Ideally, it should get some some really big lift, right? Yep. Uh, and this didn't even lift like normal, so something weren't wasn't quite right on the angles. So it never uh, never really got to to see its full potential with that setup. Although yep. it got a lot of looks at the time. Got it. But the crazy story on this, uh, I fly down to go pick the truck up, Beaumont, Texas. Um, I get there, uh, pick up the truck. Um, and you were going to drive it home or trailer at home? Oh man, I was a kid. I couldn't afford a trailer at the time. Right. So, but trying. so like, so the, we're talking the Nissan, right? That had been kind of under yeah. construction and stuff like that. Like you weren't yep. playing around. You're like, yo, I'm flying down and I'm driving home. Yeah. Yep. I did have a buddy in Houston. So, um, he, I, I flew to Houston and we went to Beaumont together, picked it up. Mill and I came and, uh, you know, stayed the night at his place in Houston I get up the next morning to drive back to Little Rock, Arkansas, and um, as I'm leaving his house in Houston, I'm on some highway, and all of a sudden, the four-link uh, bolt oh, comes out, shit. and I'm half half sideways on, on the highway in Houston, 
luckily i didn't get any wreck or anything uh but uh, yeah it was pretty pretty scary there for a minute pulled off the highway i'm in a pretty shady part of town and uh i get out take a look to assess what's going on i think i figured out the bolt's gone well then i try to get back in my truck and i i forgot that uh i have shaved handles and my popper wasn't working though oh shit so i'm in i'm in the uh the shady windows part are up. Of, yeah windows are up so uh luckily i had a lexan window that wasn't the tightest fit fit in the back um so i was able to pop off the lexan window and I got a big screwdriver, and I used this big screwdriver to hold my, my four-link in. And, and then I limped over. I found a shop that was willing to help me out a little bit. Damn. Um, yeah, and so you were by pretty, yourself. I mean, at least it was in the cell phone era. Do you remember if you had a cell phone? Yeah, so it was barely the cell phone era. Yeah. Uh, I did have a cell phone, but I probably had, like, it was probably in the day when, like, I had 200 daytime minutes. Right, right. You had, like, 10 <laughs> texts, you know, the 25-cent yeah. Willie deal. But – the the this is where the story really gets cool man and and uh you know i hope that anyone listening to this has some friends that are as good to them as as the friends that i've picked up through the years through through this mini truck and stuff uh i guess my uh, a couple of my close friends that i i guess i used a few of my minutes and i, I was talking with them and they could sense how nervous and, and worried i was yeah because you're you know, far from strapped. home you're kind of in a crazy yeah. area yep and uh, I'm driving up uh, from Houston to Little Rock. And um, also, because the suspension was kind of weird, I, I ended up tightening it all down. So, because I was worried things were going to fall apart again. You know, I got this new fresh, you know, thing. If, if my four link's popping out, what else is going to pop out? So, I right. tightened everything down. So, my suspension in the back at this point is not really working properly. But I felt better that it was tightened up. Um, but it was a heck of a ride going home. I make it to Northeast Texas and, uh, I find some hotel and I scrap and I literally had to use change to, to pay for this hotel room. Cause this is, I didn't have a credit card or debit card at the time, Yep, yep. Uh, but I, I, I scrounged up enough, uh, change to pay for a hotel room. And this is when I guess I was talking about with my, with my good buddies. Uh, my good buddies are Charlie Stainer and Rosie Black, Blackman. And, uh, they could sense how worried I was mm -hmm. and they didn't say it, but in the middle of the night, they, they got a truck and a trailer together and, and they drove down to this hotel I was at and at 4am they knock on the door and, and, uh, wake me up. You're probably like, what and, the uh, hell's going on right yeah. here in that knock? Yeah. And, and thank God they did. Cause, uh, then the, we go out to start the truck. The battery didn't even work. You know, battery's dead. You know, so, you know, I don't know what I would have done without them. So that that's a, that was a big moment in my life and, and they're lifelong friends because of it. And uh, one of them, Rosie, actually lost his job that day because he, he skipped work to come come save me. So, wow. That's, I mean, that's those one are of true my coolest stories I like to tell. Yeah, I had a, a similar story where I broke down and it was something small, but it was at, in the middle of the night and I had some friends come. They drove over and they helped and, you know, it wasn't um, – it wasn't as dramatic as kind of what you were dealing with, but it was one of those where you kind of go, man, like you, you really are thankful for your friends. And, you know, some people don't remain friends their whole life and other things happen and, and whatever. But, you know, there's, I look back on those type of moments and go, yo, man, I mean, it, you know, it means a lot. And you got to think like, 
you know, no disrespect to any shops and stuff, but it's like, you know, especially in that era, you know, people didn't have full-size rigs and, and trailers and stuff. So, you know, you really relied upon a shop to do some solid work. And if they knew that you were going to be driving an hour, let alone eight or 10 hours or whatever it is, you know, you would hope that they would kind of go that extra mile to make sure everything is rock solid or say, hey, here's my number, you know, if you have an issue kind of coming home. But, you know, regardless of that, you know, you were able to make it, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was the early days. Like I said, this that airbag cantilever setup, it was it was ahead of its time, you know. So, um, you know, I, I don't blame them for 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 the issues. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's it was the early days. I mean, they're you know they're working out of a you know home sh- shop, you know, and so it's uh, it is what it is. It, it all worked out and and uh, you know made it back okay. Yeah, real deal. So, I mean, you know, all these years kind of go by, right? You still got the the Nissan Hardbody. I have seen a couple photos on Facebook where, you know, you have been working on it and things like that. Um, do you start to kind of get the confidence that, you know, do you see the light at the end of the tunnel? Or is it kind of just one of those side deals where, like, it's going to get done when it gets done? No. Uh, yeah, we, we see the light at the end of the tunnel now. Uh, uh, good buddy of mine here in, in, in Little Rock, he's helped me out. He's, he's, uh, uh, he's got a shop that uh, he's got all the tools and everything. His his name's Gary Bundy Lynn, and um, he's he's helped me out tremendously with with the Nissan. Um, but uh, you know, we we think this this winter um, we may have it put back together and and uh, start throwing some paint on it. Dude, I'm happy for you. I, I do see in some of the photos. Going to give a shout out to Southeast Mini Truck and Nats. We mentioned them earlier. You got the mini Nats banners and you got the OLP banners kind of looking down. You got some good ones there. And um, one thing that I've noticed too, and, and we established at the beginning, you know, having met you at, you know, three shows, you're also a guy that, you know, says, hey, I want to go to some shows, maybe get some inspiration, meet the meet the homies and, you know, walk around. So, like, I've seen you travel in the shows and stuff, and that's really cool that you support the scene as much as you can. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's not as fun when you don't have a, a ride in the show, and, and I've gone too many years without having a ride in the show. Um, but me and my buddies, we usually try to pick one or two big shows a year to go to. And uh, in fact, this year is the first year we actually uh, had uh, a, a, we booked uh, an air flight to go to a show. Unfortunately, that show got canceled. <laughs> yeah, Vegas was it? Yep. Yeah, we went to Vegas, and uh, after we had everything booked, it canceled. And, um, you were like, shit, but, well, uh, so you was still went, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. We still went and had, had a great time, but, uh, didn't, you know, didn't look at mini trucks, but that's all right. We, uh, so we didn't get our big show in this year, really. That but was you, supposed to be it. But you didn't cop out. You still have, I mean, you still had an A plus for effort. Yeah. And, and we, we hated that the show, uh, got, you know, got pushed out, you know, got basically canceled. So we're, we're hoping for the future, we'll see that back. Uh, but yeah, I mean, to your point, you know, it's cool that you got a chance to get out a little bit and go to shows, whether you're driving or flying. I think that's an awesome thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. We try to try to support where I can, uh, you know, going to shows, supporting the businesses best I can. Um, you know, uh, what I do for my day job, I, I'm not in the mini trucking business, but however, I do, I do support, uh, mini trucking businesses best I can, even from my, my own business. Um, I, I manage a third party logistic office here in, in Little Rock and, and we, we move freight around the world for all sorts of different customers. Wow. And um, uh, some of the things I do to, to, to support uh, mini trucking, you know, I've got, let's see, I've, I've, you know, Rowan Concepts, I'm sure. Yep. Yep. 
bought a couple renderings from him for my businesses. Uh, we have a couple, mar- we have a marketing truck that we use and we take around. So, you know, it wasn't a mini truck, but, uh, you know, I was happy to support him and have him do a rendering for, for my company Hell marketing yeah. ride. Uh, Goot, you know, Gooch, I'm mm-hmm. sure, you know, Gooch. Oh yeah. Uh, every one of my employees on their first year anniversary, they get a custom Gooch cup of their choice, you know, any design they want. And he knocks it out of the park for them. Badass. Uh, uh my office signs i've got two custom office signs one made by zarati steel and Very then cool. uh and, and then maybe not as much mini trucking but he is in the custom scene uh benson custom upholstery is a he's a young kid out of iowa that uh, i like his work and wanted to support him and he, he made a made a bead rolled uh, sign for us too so so i don't Dude, know I, that's I do real what deal I can to support i do what i can to support even though i'm not you know uh entering the trucks and the shows at the moment but you know, of course, uh, I listen to OLP, buy some buy some OLP swag when I can. Hammered Weekend Wear always has has the goods. Um, you know, the OGs like Drop Them Wear, I buy stuff from them every once in a while. Yep. Grant Fabs, a lot of my stuff on my Nissan and and my current and, and my newest project I haven't brought up yet. Got got from Grant Fabs. Uh, I support Low Yoda and his shirts that he puts together. DJ Mays, I like listen to him yeah. on Twitch. Hell yeah, um, you're down. I'm not a, I'm not a Twitch guy, you know. That is the only thing I get on there for. But I go on there, same, and same. Listen, listen to the music every once in a while. Yeah, no, that's cool, and you know, and that's what we've established. You know, it's great to go hard in the pain and do this, but you know, sometimes even when I'm like, hey, I'm gonna back down from some shows, you know, someone will be like, yo, man, I thought we we're gonna keep the pedal stopped, and it's like we do, but you know, you gotta balance it. Sometimes it might be, you know, punching out a punch list on a mini. Or helping, you know, I went to my buddy's, uh, he's a no regrets guy, lives in Land Lakes where I grew up, went there the other day and kind of helped him, you know. When I get the phone call and somebody goes, yo, I need some help, I'm, dude, I'm, hey, let's go, let's do it, you know. So, you know, supporting the scene, I think, especially as we get into our 40s, you know, really means a lot of different things. I mean, sure, it's going to shows, it's trying to get a ride there, but there's other facets of it uh, that we've, we've kind of established there. But uh, moving ahead a little bit here with the OBS trucks. So I've, I've caught wind that you might have an OBS and those are of course, you know, just the, the interest on those trucks is like really peaking right now. Um, talk to us a little bit about it if you want to, if you want to. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I, I haven't really, uh, you know, made it public or anything other than a couple of close friends, but I guess when you're on OLP, you, you, you make the announcement. Yeah, guess, buddy. But yeah, buddy. I picked up a, a, a pretty cool, project um uh, have you heard of snr designs you know I, those guys i don't know if i've heard of snr designs snr designs uh you, you need to hear about them uh steven anderson and, and ryan kidd uh they uh uh they're the snr behind snr designs and uh they're the they're the names behind uh some big paint jobs that came out this year you know, uh, you know, Kachow, don't you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Kachow. They yep. painted it. Um, they also painted a couple other, uh, big time, uh, new Bills. body style Chevys that came out of like Oklahoma area, but, oh. but they're, uh, like team billet and, and, uh, and another red one on the gas, but they're winning best of paints at, uh, at a lot of big shows around, around Sick. the area. So, yeah. I know those, um, I know those trucks. Yeah, man. They're, they're they're kind of hooked up with the fat fab guys. They're, yep. they're doing uh, some of the paint jobs on, on projects coming out of fat fab. So, you know, what's coming out of there is good stuff. Oh yeah. But anyways, uh, I picked up a project from Steven over at SNR designs that, uh, it's, it's, it's funny. It's a, it's a 
two-door 98 Tahoe. And he's had it about five different times. He, uh, he, he, he gets rid of it. It comes back to him somehow, he says. And uh, this last go-around, he, he, he put it out there for sale. And I said, man, you know, I'm really interested. I've always loved it. But if I, if I buy this thing, you're, you're not getting it back again. He said, please, you know, just take it off. I mean, um, so I got this 98 Tahoe two-door off of him. Uh, he bagged and bodied it, and uh, it's painted Calypso green like your uh, like your boy uh, Riggedy Ron Perkins. Yes. His, uh, his Ram. Yep, aqua, so, aqua yep. fresh. Same, yeah, same exact color. And uh, it's got a uh, – it, it's got a few things that need to be done to it, but uh, it has a, a – mostly completed leather interior i gotta finish the seats uh i gotta do a little bit on the dash but it's something i picked up because i'd say it's about 80 percent done okay and i love it and uh i'm gonna you know slap this together as fast as i can and uh, have some fun with it and then and then get back to finishing the nissan but uh yeah you kind of really you kind of need that product. sometimes yeah i mean and i'm happy for you you kind of need that little little bit of a I don't want to say it's not a distraction but it kind of is you kind of go you know listen I got this truck that needs a lot I can get something over here I've learned some stuff I can have some fun I can get this I can start cruising this you know so very cool yeah, exactly it's it's pretty nice so uh, uh, I'm excited to get it put together yeah that whole uh, we could do a whole episode on just talking about Oklahoma you know I, I can't name all the trucks but there's a lot of guys or some shops. I mean, back in the day, there was um, there was a green two-door Tahoe that was featured, I think it was on the cover of Sport Truck, one of the baddest built, and it, uh, it came out of that area, and it was like a greenish color, and if I remember correctly, it recently reappeared at a show. You know, there, there was those, there was the lower level guys. I think a lot of them were out there. Of course, Charles oh, yeah. Armstrong and stuff. But, you know, you think about the, <laughs> the history there. It, it, the, I mean, there's so much. There was the um, the van, the green van, the Astro van. Slimer, slime one, yeah. Yeah, there anthrax. was the anthrax. Thank you. Yep, yeah. the anthrax. We saw Thank that at, the kid also. at Showfest. Yep, there you go. I mean, a lot of kind of rich history of minis there. But, you know, when you said Tahoe two door, I mean, you know, those are super. You know, people say they're kind of getting rare, and, they, and we've heard that for a long time. Those, those are kind of like the almost like a unicorn, right? For those OBS trucks, you know, there was of course the the regular ca- or the crew cab short beds. Those are those are a century, and I think those are super rare. But I tell you, those two door Tahoes, I think they're going to continue to go up in value. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's not why I, I bought it, but uh, I think you're right. They're they're highly sought after, and. Uh, um, but yeah, I'm, I, I just love it and, and look forward to having fun with it. Um, but yeah, for some reason, I, I don't know how it happened or why it happened, but outside of California, I felt like growing up in it, uh, for whatever reason, Oklahoma and maybe even Texas, I guess, felt like that was like the second biggest, you know, Mecca of mini trucking outside of, uh, California to me for just, you know, looking at it. Oh Yeah. Yeah, there you was know, a but, lot of guys, like we just said, like you start throwing names out there and you're like, oh, yeah, lower level. Oh, yeah, this, yeah. Or, you know, and, and, and subculture and, and some of the guys there and what. But first big show I went to was lower level three, Grand Lake, Oklahoma. That was a heck of a heck of a show, heck of a party. That's where I first met uh, one of your previous uh, guests, uh, guests, Ronnie Armstrong from NC. I, I met him there and uh, he kind of took me under his wing at that show and. 
and I was just like a 15, 16 year old kid, I guess. And, and we had a lot of fun and, uh, we've been friends ever since then. That was, that was a good time. Yeah. You'd be hard pressed to find a better dude, you know, well-respected, just a good family guy. And I wanted to thank you too, because after we had Ronnie on, I thought about this earlier, you, you know, you were feeding us photos, you know? So again, Mark, we can't thank you enough for, you know, being a, a listener supporter, true mini trucker, but also kind of always looking out saying, yo, Jay, here's his Nissan, man. Post this one, check it out if you, if you need it, bro. So, you know, thanks for always having our back. Oh yeah. Anytime. Happy to help. Now we're excited about the OBS. We're excited about the Nissan Hardbody. We've kind of threw around some names, maybe some old clubs in, in and around that area you have as well. But I mentioned a guy named Charles Armstrong. Now, a little birdie had told me, was there a little bit of a connection back in the day when he was gallivanting across the country? Yeah, I mean, you know, I wasn't uh, like uh, buddies directly with him or, or anything. But one year on the way to uh, Showfest, uh, Charles and, and Time Machine um, – uh, stayed at my uh, house in Little Rock for the night on the way to uh, Showfest. He knew my roommate a little bit at the time, and that's why I stayed there. But I tell you what, that's pretty cool having having Charles and and uh, Time Machine's my all time favorite mini. Uh, you know, I know that could be debated all oh, day. Oh yeah, there's, there's dude, a lot of so there, sick. It's, it's definitely one of them, and, and I think because of the Oklahoma ties. Um, it, it's probably my all-time favorite. But, yeah, it's pretty cool that uh, uh, Charles and uh, Time Machine stayed stayed uh, at my house that one night on the way to Showfest, and uh, he ended up uh, doing a little mural on, on the garage wall uh, for us that uh, he made in, like, two minutes out of, out of a couple spray cans. It's pretty sick. cool. Yeah, it's pretty sick. And that, you know, you think about – how we used to kind of communicate back in those days, a little bit of street scene, a little bit of sport truck, you know, kind of get into the cell phone era when we debuted our time machine, right? So Charles Armstrong's truck, you know, we partnered with him, you know, we, we came up with this concept that he, you know, he hadn't seen it, but he loved the idea. So we launched it at mini Nats this year. Again, thanks to Jason Bell and team just love that show every uh, April in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. But then, you know, people start telling us, Yo, man, I remember back in 02, and sure enough, you know, because we knew, having talked to Charles, you know, I remember when Charles Armstrong brought this truck in back in 02, and, and really it got debuted there when it was done done, right, at Mini Nats. But, you know, yep. of course, I, I like I told him, I, I must have picked the right shows back in that era. You know, I was fortunate to travel a little bit, but being able to see it, like, not at Mini Nats, but at Showfest and Indie Truck Bash, and he took it to the same shows kind of I was going to. Now, I never went to Slamboree. He had it there that year. But, you know, it's pretty cool that you got that little bit of a connection there. Uh, Charles, I've got a chance to know him and call him a friend. I mean, he's just a great guy. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, very talented for sure. Had such a history and of the Oklahoma uh, custom mini truck scene, all the, all the paint jobs he had come out of there. Oh, yeah, and I remember my friend, shout out to Matt Torgerson, he did a lot of our stuff in the early days, and he just, you know, a real solid fabricator, loves bag and body in, and, and he's in the Cadillacs now. Uh, he, on his toolbox back in the day, I remember he had, um, it was like a cutout, I think, from trucking, and, you know, because Lance had forged that relationship with Charles, they would, you know, I'm sure, you know, he would submit little renderings or doodles or whatever. And there was a cool one of, I think him spraying or something. He had a spray gun in his hand and stuff. 
and you've heard me say this on the podcast, like I can't draw barely a stick figure. So when you see people like that, they could take a spray can or a spray gun and or draw something. Oh yeah, it's beyond amazing to me because, like I said, I can't do any of it. Yeah, no, I, same here. Uh, my daughter can. She's a uh, she's a pretty good artist for for being a fourteen uh, year old ninth grader, but uh, not she didn't get that from me. Yeah, give her a, give you or give her and the fam a shout out, man. Oh well, yeah. Uh, obviously, I you know I can do this mini trucking thing and all the late nights at the shops uh, working on things. Um, just this past weekend, I was at at my buddy's shop I mentioned earlier, Gary Bundy Lynn. We're working on a, a, a 36 truck that he was finishing up, and I was there till 5 a.m. in the morning helping him uh, hang fenders up. Uh, and uh, you know, couldn't do it without my family, my wife Heather, uh, my daughter Ella. Uh, Ella's working on a, uh, she's got a 2006 TDI Volkswagen new Beetle, uh, diesel, uh, turbo that, uh, you know, she's get that's gonna be her first ride that she's, uh, gonna start practicing on. Heck yeah. But, she, uh, she doesn't even know she's going after Mike Murray, man. He needs to swap his engine or something, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's, you know, she's not, she, she wanted a Beetle. So, uh, you know, I can get down behind that. So we're yeah. going to have fun, get that for going a little bit it's being built right now a little bit uh put a new turbo on at 922 automotive in north little rock awesome dude you know there you go proud papa right oh yeah yeah i hope that uh you know i I hope she gets a little bit of the customizing bug but you know she's a she's a 14 year old teenager and pretty much goes against anything that i'm for so as of now she's acting like she she's not really into anything but uh but she does like beetles which which i think are cool too so uh, at least we got that going. Yeah, real deal, man. That's freaking awesome. So uh, the other thing I thought about is you and I talked one time, and you mentioned so back in the day IF. So uh, we've had Carrie Iacino on, and when they had IF Customs for all those years, they did have two years. I always forget if it was oh three oh four oh four oh five, kind of in that era. Might have been oh two oh three, but they had the two years ish that they, they gallivanted across the country, right? And I remember on their website, they'd put the map on there, and they'd say, hey, hit us up if you live in this area and stuff. But you guys had a little bit of a connection in your town to that cruise, right? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, that was a pretty epic epic night. We uh, we reached out to IF Customs, old carry out there. Uh, you know, at the time, they were, you know, one of the baddest shops in, in the country. Uh, we heard about this cruise thing. I'm sure we heard about it from street source or, or uh, street scene, whatever it's called at the time. Reached out and, and said, hey, man, uh, if, if you want to make a stop in Salisaw, Oklahoma, because um, it was right on the route, you know, we we put a, put together a cruise night with the city and, uh, and, and a little bit of a show. And uh, we coordinated with them and we put together a cruise on, uh, it was a, you know, who put the cruise midweek, but we put a cruise together on a Thursday night. Uh, the city was, was, you know, it was going crazy that night. Uh, everyone wanted to see these, these awesome trucks coming out from California. Um, we gave out some awards. We, uh, you know, would randomly pull up the people at the cruise, give out some awards. And we had a, a award ceremony like 10 o'clock that night or something. And, uh, gave out some giveaways. I mean, uh, you know, we had stuff from uh, back, I mean, this is, uh, you know, a long time ago. We, uh, I remember uh, Dropping Wear gave us some shirts to, to hand out. So uh, it was pretty cool that they supported us on that. And uh, it was just an epic night. Everyone had a 
blast. And then uh, the next day when everyone got up, was you know, we ended up driving all the way to a show fest. Um, I drove my buddy's uh, Ranger, and I got pictured in street trucks from that uh, that article. Really? That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, Lee Smith's Ranger. Uh, we called it Stranger, of course. To, you know, there's there's other strangers out there, but uh, that was uh, that was pretty cool. Again, getting pictured in street trucks for that. But that was a fun time. That was a fun time for sure. And uh, one of my all-time favorite mini trucking shirts was the IF Cruise shirt, where it had the map on the back. Yes. And that. Uh, you probably know the name of it that the lime green uh pro street truck dad was on it oh yeah yeah i love that truck and that's the one i carrie had given me some video from it and i and i had shared it not too long ago shout out to if or you know if but also the down to earth guys as well but uh that truck you know was a husband and wife truck and that thing is just insane dude yeah so that was lewis lewis martin um and his wife so they own that they own that truck, and I wonder he's uh, L M A R T O N five five on Instagram. Uh, that's one of my favorite trucks of all time. Uh, Courtney shot it, uh, and you know I was so lucky. I think his wife's name was Megan. Uh, I was lucky that that Carrie had a video of it from the day of the photo shoot, and uh, they shot it on eight twenty five ninety nine, and literally he had a video camera with him, and we had dragging footage of it, and I thought to myself, man, like. How lucky are we that people had video cameras? Not everybody did in that era, you know. So shout out to Down the Earth and IF and all those guys, good people, man. Oh yeah. But yeah, pretty cool shirt. I I do remember some of that stuff. Yeah, it, it's crazy, kind of going down uh, memory lane, right? And thinking back, and that's one of the reasons why we started the podcast because you know you think about all the stuff, right? The history, you know, a lot of guys have given us credit. Hey, you're trying to keep the history alive. Absolutely. You know, the magazines have done it for a long time. And, you know, there was kind of a new era that's come in with the VHS tapes, the DVD. I don't know about so much VHS, but mostly like DVDs and then the websites. And it's weird how the scene kind of evolves, right? And now we're at a point where a lot of it's YouTube, some of it's social media, of course, and you know podcasting right so it it is pretty cool you you mentioned the dvds uh my my nissan which by the way my nissan's name is for your eyes for y-o-u-r the the letter i z that was just a license plate ad back in the day and i just kind of stuck with it but uh my nissan's in the first flat out dvd from the show coverage of a truck show in mesquite texas that uh that Ronnie put together. Yes, dude, that's cool. an epic. That's an epic issue, or you know, um, uh, first for, for first copy as well. Yeah, yeah, that's badass. So, the other thing I was thinking about was I wanted to hit upon before uh, before I see if there's anything else that you have. You have been buckling down on your mini truck and magazine collection. Can you talk to us? I know you mentioned you know you had been reading back in the '90s, like many of us did. Um, just kind of talk to us a little bit about, you know, your journey there. Yeah. So, you know, just like most people, uh, listening to this podcast, you probably collected mini trucking magazines at one time. Um, I started, I guess, you know, when I first got into it in, in 95, 96, somewhere around there. Um, you know, I remember pulling out the, the, the mini posters, put them on my wall, you know, as a teenager growing up and, uh, um, then one year, uh, moving, going, um, probably around Oh five. I remember just, you know, I'm, I'm moving and we're just, we're throwing out a bunch of stuff and, and my collection, uh, just decided it was time to get rid of it. 
and uh, just, you know, put it in the dumpster before, before moving. And I almost immediately regretted that. And so, um, you know, years later, uh, just, I, I don't know, I guess I got the itch maybe a couple years ago or, or a year or two ago. And, uh, just, just felt like, uh, I wanted to go back and kind of relive the memories and, and try to build a mini truck and magazine collection. So, um, uh, I started picking some off. I guess the first one I picked off probably was, uh, ballistic and, I got that one off of Thomas Cardinal, who, uh, you know, he's one of the big mini truck trucking collectors and he's the one that put together the, the autograph cover collection. Yes. Yep. Um, yep. I know. So I don't know. On some Facebook page, he had it up there for sale or something. And, and, uh, I just kind of jumped at, I'm like, man, you know, that'd be pretty cool one to have the, you know, ballistic. So sure. And, you know, ballistic. That was uh, that's like a '93, somewhere around there. Yeah, January '93. Yeah, which is before when I ever started collecting. So then I'm like, you know, I got this old one. I'm like, man, that's pretty cool. So I kind of want to start collecting the oldest ones first. Yep. So I've been focused on the '90s and and you know '88 and '89. And so I I, I bought a few off of Thomas. Uh, uh, I've gotten some off of eBay. One of the the, the coolest one, of course, I, I picked up off of ebay of course is the the number one issue and uh i got really lucky with with that one i got it at a decent price for what what they're going for out there but what's really cool about the, the issue i picked off is i happen to buy it from the original managing editor of mini trucking magazine his name is uh larry savadra yep okay. and uh uh he tells me he was the the actual photographer on the cover truck so uh, that's really cool. I, I, I feel like uh, you know picking up the the number one issue off of the the person that took that that photograph. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, and I'm sure back then we've kind of established with some of our YouTube content as you've seen that you know, maybe people weren't credited correctly. I mean, we just don't. But so that's cool that he 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 had reinforced that to you. And that that one's a tough one to get. So when you kind of get it, you kind of go, man, okay, everything at this point is doable in my opinion. Yeah, uh, that that's definitely the hardest one I, I would say. There, I've got uh, so that's the only one from 1988 that was ever made. Then there's four from 1989. I've now got two of the four from 1989. I've got most of 90, and then I think I've got all of 91, 92, 93, and, and up. Um, and then uh, shout out to my nephew Aaron Fleetwood, who who also uh, was a mini trucker there for a while back in the day. Um, at, at my last family gathering, he, since he knew I was kind of putting a collection together, uh, he, he put his whole, uh, collection of all of his trucking magazines together, which there's, uh, you know, mini truck and sport trucks, street trucks, uh, tailgates, I think in there. And, uh, he gave me a big tub of them and, and they're all kind of like the mid two thousands to 2010, I'd say. So like, that'll take care of a lot of that part of the collection. So I feel like I've. Uh, I got to put a little more effort into cataloging them. I've been bagging them and put them in cardboard and bagging them, keep them nice. But uh, uh, I, I'm due for another checkup on, on what I got left. But I'm I'm getting pretty close now. I'm, I, I think I'm the tough ones to get. Yeah, if you're out there and you've got some you want to either contribute and donate or potentially offload some way, form, or fashion, hit up Mark Zitzer, Z-I-T-Z-E-R, and um, 
you know, you know, I tell you what, I wouldn't have ever got my collection together if it wasn't for fine people looking out or saying, hey, yo, I got your back. I've still got one. I got to get up to Phil Fowler. Shout out to Phil. Good dude. So, you know, it takes some trading. It takes some horse trading, some networking, uh, as you know, and, and, and we're excited for you, man. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's been kind of cool and fun. And, you know, um, now that I've been doing this mini trucking thing for half my life, I guess, uh, it, it's pretty cool looking at those old magazines and seeing some names I know about now, like, uh, you know, your, your, your guy, Ruben, the Booker, yeah. right? Oh yeah. You know, I sent, I, I ran across his truck from whatever year it was. And I, I sent, sent that picture to you the other day and I thought stuff like that's really cool. And then, and then when I ran across Cox's feature, you know, I got to look at, yep. I never noticed, saw the feature before. And, uh, it was pretty cool to check it out. And, I really like looking at the history of, of, of some of that stuff. Um, some of the tech articles, you know, one of the things we did on my Nissan that, uh, uh, that we did was, uh, my friend Bundy, he, he remembered an article of shaving the, uh, the rear of the cab. Um, you know, it's a part of the truck that will never be seen or sorry. The, yeah. The rear of the cab, uh, you know, we shaved the front of the bed and, and the rear of the cab, but, there was a tech article that he remembered uh, about shaving the, the back of the cab. And, um, and so we did it just as he remembered doing it. And then as I was going through my old mini truckings, I've been collecting, I, I ran across that article and I got to send it to him and he, he thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And for me, you know, like you said, it's like going back, seeing some of the names, some you kind of knew, like then, then you're going, wow, you know, the Michael Coxes, the Radars, you know, some of these guys that had, you know, very cool trucks, some were on the cover, some were featured. I mean, you name it, but it is very, very cool. They're, you know, it's kind of like a hobby, right? Let's be honest, you know, collecting these magazines and some people think it's crazy and this and that, but, you know, for us to be able to share what we've done kind of through YouTube, you know, we want to inspire people like, hey, if it brings you good memories, dude, go out and do it. You know, that's the kind of thing I'm all all about. If you've got the, the change to be able to go out and do something and it brings you joy or it brings you back those good memories, it's like, dude, go all in. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, go all in like Hank on a Friday night twisting his hat around if he was in the movie over the top. You know what I mean? Uh, and he was going, you know, for because that's the one thing the guys don't know, Mark. Like Hank is really big into to arm wrestling. You know what I mean? And he wants oh, yeah. to, he wants to bring that back. I know in some states it's a big thing, but if he can bring that back to the forefront, you know, he's kind of going. He's trying to talk to Jay Bell. I'm not supposed to talk about this, but he's trying to get a, like an arm wrestling deal going at Mini Nats next year. And I'm like, I, you know, I don't know if people are going to be into that. You know? Oh. Hank's putting together an arm wrestling at Mini Nats. Yeah, and you know he's he's telling people you can't bet on it, but you, you know damn well they're going to be around the backside throwing numbers and stuff. You know. Oh yeah, I, I once got a picture with Hank. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, dude. He here's the thing. You know he he talks a big game like on the weekends and nights, but you know it shows he 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 does kind of calm down. He doesn't say a lot, does he? Uh, he's he's quiet guy at, at times for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, def he definitely is. Now, a minute ago, I think I maybe jogged your memory, so I wanted to see if there was anything else. You know, we've talked about a lot of cool stuff from the hard body, well, from the Mazda Cap Plus to the hard body. Now you got your hands a little bit in an OBS, which I love. Uh, and some other cool stuff, including your magazine kind of collection that, that you, you know, you're thinking about. You've given a lot of shout-out to the homies and whatnot. But, um, you know, you've been a great fan of the podcast. I can't thank you enough, but you've also been just a hardcore mini trucker. 
is there anything else maybe that we didn't touch on, Mark, that you that you could think and go, yo, man, I want to bring this up? Oh, I mean, nothing, nothing too important. Uh, I, I do also have a 59 uh, Chevy Bel Air. It's uh, it's just uh, nice and patinaed and sitting in the in the in the weeds. But uh, um, so that's that's my full collection there. Dude, that's great, man. There's nothing like a classic car. Do you have a lot of work to do on it, or is it a cruiser? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's not drivable at the moment, let's say that. But it, it has a cool patina look, and the goal was to just make it a nice, safe, you know, cruiser, um, leave the outside the way it is. It has a really nice patina. Um, but since I just picked up the, the, the Tahoe project, it's third in line now, and I, I don't know if I'll get to it. So it's just a four-door. Um, so, you know, I don't know if I'll get onto this this uh, 59 project or not. I'd like to someday, but uh, I'm, I'm not sure I'll get there. Well, you know we could do a whole episode on 59s. I got a chance when I was out at Cruising for a Cure in Cali uh, at the event. I linked up with a buddy, Josh, and he has a 59 Impala. Now he's had oh, a yeah. couple. He's had a couple Lincolns, and they've sold over to Dubai. And then he's had a badass C10 that was featured, kind of under construction, blood sweating gears. But you know he's always kind of um, he's done a really good job at uh, leveling up the rungs, right, to something that he really, really wants. He had a green hardtop '59 Impala, and then he was able to either sell or horse trade to get this white one that he's got now with red interior. But I say all that, right? The long story of it, fifty nine is like a year of its own. And oh yeah, I it's watched the year of the designers. Yeah, it is. And I watched a, a cool thing recently on YouTube that talked about, you know, how they worked in three year cycles and like around fifty six, one of these guys went to one of the other you know, they went to I don't know if it was Dodge or where they went and they saw what they were doing. So that's like where fifty nine just really changed. And it's just yep. it's just a year of its own, the year of the designers, like you said. I agree. Yeah, they uh, the engineers didn't have a chance that that cycle. <laughs> I know, right? It was all about the those wings, man. Dude, I tell you what, and whether it's an Impala or uh, a lot of guys love the, I love the Invictus, dude. Um, uh, you know, it's just it's just crazy, man. How awesome those things are. Now uh, we're talking with Mark Zitzer. Uh, Mark on Instagram. If I go out there, it's uh, Mark underscore your last name, Z-I-T-Z-E-R. Uh, you can go out there and follow, see some of the cool photos uh, with the Mini Truck and Magazine first issue um, and other stuff. You got the Mini Truck and Tattoo, so I think that's a little bit unique. I wanted to make sure. Uh, now, that that's not a temporary one like Mike, like Mike's trying to sneak one on his face, is it? Yeah. I yeah, thought so. Daughter, I thought my so. My daughter drew that one on me. Yeah, yeah, it's, that ain't real. Yeah, I told Mike to get one. So he, when he went out one night, this is months ago. You know, he he did a tattoo on his face, and he tried to say it was legit. So then I was gonna get one, but really <laughs> his was a temporary one. You know what I mean? Yeah, trying, trying to pull one over, but yeah, man, dude, it's been really cool getting to know you a little bit more and and hearing some of the backstory. And we hope that you know, as we kind of get sideways into twenty twenty three, that we'll maybe see you at a show here or there. And, uh, you know, we wish you all the success with the rides, dude. You got a lot going on. You got the family that you're, of course, holding down. But, uh, you know, we, we wish you all the success for sure, man. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, if anyone out there listening is in the freight industry, uh, I work for Allen Lund Company out of Little Rock. Uh, I manage the Little Rock office. We move freight around the world for all sorts of uh, shippers and carriers. If we can help you, feel free to reach out. Um, yeah, Instagram, Mark underscore Zitzer. Um, 
not a whole bunch out there. A uh, little bit of trucks, uh, but uh, you'll also see some of my custom cakes I make. I made uh, make a lot of custom cakes, and uh, that's about it. That's me. That's that's me in a nutshell. Not a whole bunch there. Hell yeah, brother! Remember in Back to the Future too when um he's uh, the old Biff is trying to warn the young Biff like if a guy ever shows up here. And, you know, whatever you do, you know, just take what he's given you or, or or kill him, right? He ends up killing the guy. But anyways, the reason why I say all that is if Hank ever tries to get with you about shipping some stuff, you know, to, um, you know, South America, just be be careful. You know what I'm saying? I'm just looking out for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, we're, we're very careful how we do our business for sure. Right. Because totally legit. Yeah. Illegal, right? Not illegal. Oh, for sure. For sure. Mark, dude, it's always a pleasure, my friend uh, and my brother and and just a huge supporter of OLP. We can't thank you enough. I, like I said, I had a blast and um, keep us in the loop of how the projects go, you know, on social media and stuff. And maybe once we get to the point of, you know, you debuting the Nissan and stuff, I'd love to be there or I'd love to see it, man. Yeah, I'll let you know. uh, Looking forward to debuting both the the Tahoe and and, uh, For Your Eyes Nissan next year. Can't wait, brother. Stay on the rise. When we out you, we'll hit you uh, next week. Lord willing, with another episode, get sideways in the weekend. We'll keep it legal. <laughs>